Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the motherfucking dojo, I'll be your co-host, Dave Trumbor. <laughs> Joining me as always, my co-host, Mr. Director Super Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, sir? Ah, uh, David Son, David Son, David Son. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Too much. <laughs> oh no it's gonna be a long night ladies and gents we are we have gotten through monster madness month and all those dead kids and we you know clean slate blank check here we go get back piles into the craziness them. piles of them mm, there were a lot Just bringing them to the incinerator all cleaned up now yep. ready to move on november november it's a giving and a sharing month oh, let's get into it i'm loving it i love i don't know who was this you was this your suggestion because god bless you if it was this is amazing oh I think this was something that had been floating around, and I think we also had uh, a listener on Facebook recommend that we, we check this out at some point. This came as like a cavalcade of a bunch of shows yeah. that people have asked us about. Like packaged in with a bunch of other craziness. But we, this was one of the things where you'd look at it and just be like, that was a cartoon? Sounds insane. <laughs> and this might be one of my favorite things we've ever covered on this show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sean doesn't feel the same way. But this was everything I've ever hoped it could have been and more. What are you talking about? I'm talking what show about, are you talking, talking about? about? Chuck Norris, Karate Commandos. Starring Chuck Norris. As? A Karate Commando, Chuck Norris. <laughs> with <laughs> fellow guest stars, Chuck Norris. Introducing, first time ever, Norris Chuck. That's yeah, true. It was his second cousin. This, you actually get many Chuck Norrises. Norrisi? You get a lot of Chucks. Yeah. You get multiple different Chucks in this because he has a live action intro outro, which doesn't connect pretty much at all to the show, which uh. is fantastic. You get to see the inside of his home dojo, which is amazing. <laughs> we'll talk about that at length. If you want to replicate this at home for your home gym. I'm already working on it. Circa, circa 1986. <laughs> I've already got carpet. I've got, uh, I've got weird wood paneling. You've got, got a floor to ceiling mirror. I've got a bunch of floor to ceiling mirrors. Um, I've got a couple punchy You have bags. a model of a clipper ship. <laughs> i don't know he had a he had a 1986 giant tv up on the up in the corner and then at one episode uh, it was replaced with a model of a clipper ship i have no idea why just got tired of watching that tv just wanted to watch that ship sail into his dreams i mean i i wonder sometimes when i see like those big crt televisions yeah. like what were we thinking as a society to take the heaviest thing in any room and put it up on a shitty piece little, of metal or plastic and be like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I want to be able to watch TV in yeah, bed. Yeah, I want it, I want it okay. over me. Come I want it to hang over me. <laughs> and that's how I want to die. Just be crushed by a <laughs> CRT. <laughs> that was in Chuck Norris's dojo. Uh, it was fantastic. Only thing it was on. amazing. Jeez. Right, let's, let's get into Damn. this. I'm super excited to talk about this because this was actually, okay. I don't want to give away any of the history. I'm going to let Sean do that tonight, but I'm just so enthusiastic. I want to talk about everything with you guys tonight so let's go chuck norris karate commandos is an american animated television series that originally aired in 1986 as a syndicated five episode miniseries it was created and starred it was it was created by and starred chuck norris as himself it was produced by ruby spears Productions. so you can you know that those two names mean fucking quality (laughs) reruns of the cartoon have occasionally aired on adult swim the series follows the framing device of Mr. T, which was also a Ruby Spears production. At the beginning of each episode, a live-action segment with Norris, and then usually uh, he's usually at the gym or a martial arts studio, is shown to explain exactly what's going on, which was sometimes much to the surprise of Chuck <laughs> Norris. 
At the beginning of each episode, Norris narrates a moral lesson for the audience to learn. <laughs> this is a, a generous description of <laughs> these intros and outros. He basically just had a script of like three lines that I don't think he ever read before walking into the recording, you know, to have these guys record it. And then just kind of read it once and was like, all right, that's it. I'm done. I got to go do more pull-ups. Fuck it. We'll do, we'll it, do live. it live. And he just... It's a cartoon, right? We'll do you it know, live. You got to think sometimes that with like the karate mentality, you know, you just have to believe in yourself to the fullest. Like you have to, you have to envision what you were doing. You have to just get up there and you just have to follow through. And that's it. And that's... That's what Chuck Norris does. Chuck Norris doesn't need a script. You know what? Chuck Norris improvises. He, like, ah, it's amazing. It was actually really amazing. I loved every second of it. Because he always, he can't just walk up to the camera and just be like, hi, I'm Chuck Norris. He has to be doing, like, a roundhouse kick or just, like, a random punch to the camera and then just drops into, <laughs> just drops into his dialogue all nonchalant. Like, there's, there's one where he just does, like, it catches him as his leg is coming down from yeah. a high kick. There was like, there was no, nothing else. Like, it was just like his leg was coming yep. down, hits the ground. He's like, I should talk to you. Sometimes, like a, like a sometimes human. things don't work out quite right. I was like, oh no, robot Chuck Norris has broken down. Somebody hard that would boot be terrifying. Chuck, Norris, Chuck Norris, start him the fuck terrifying. back up. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get robot Chuck Norris in this five episode series, but here's what the series is actually about. So the fictionalized version of Chuck Norris is a United States government operative with a team of quote-unquote <laughs> radically diverse warriors known as the Karate Commandos, both obviously spelled with a K. Oh. Together, they fight against the organization Vulture. It was never revealed what Vulture was short for. Led by the Claw and his right-hand man, Super Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is the best cartoon ever made. I, just, I, I, want, I want to just throw yeah. this out there, because we, we've talked about this quite a bit, just about writing <laughs> and, and you know, putting those thoughts that you yeah. might have down on down on paper um this show does not feel like at any point in time it tried no. it was like what it was like what would be who who could be chuck norris and they're like well, like not just a no, ninja it's gotta be like some like, like a super a, good ninja like a like a yeah. really great ninja like a, like a like somebody who's like really like skilled he's practiced for quite some time like a super ni- like an yeah, ultimate no, super ninja sounds, super no. sounds good. we can always we can super. use ultimate later i think yeah but yeah. super's probably like if this had right. gone if this had hit like a sixth <laughs> yeah. episode it would have come like ultimate ninja like <laughs> he's just powered he up by the like ooze this... just turned into ultimate ninja <laughs> this isn't even my final form and just would have like it's evolved over 9000 just would have digivolved into another fucking I love that thing. We used three different evolution references from cartoons yeah. within one super ninja. <sighs> Come on, guys! And this ninja didn't even evolve at any point in time. He, he was just consistent. Okay, let's yeah. be honest. Super ninja should have just been called ninja? Question mark? Like, and that's what made him so entertaining. <laughs> his, his, and we'll talk about these characters too, because you guys need to have visual ideas of what these. These creatures look <laughs> like so in bad. mind before we get into this. But before we get to our characters tonight, we gotta talk theme song. Come on, right, buddy, give me this it. theme song. I, you know, a good thing about a theme song is it reminds you like who's in the show. But I, I can't remember who. I can't. Uh, I just watched it, but I can't remember well, who's in this. In this one, help me out here. So let's 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 state this first yeah. and foremost for a five part uh-huh. miniseries. For the first mm-hmm. episode, 
it did not actually have a theme well at least song. the one that we there watched no... i don't know if that was just cut off like if it was a bad recording right but... like it just sort of it felt like it kind of segued right into the live action like chuck norris yeah. doing a roundhouse kick and you're just like oh okay, <laughs> sure great. here we are we'll yeah. get into that let's dog ear that we'll come back to it in about 13 yeah. minutes when we're done talking about the insanity <laughs> that happens next um this theme song i don't i don't like it's entertaining there's some energy oh, yeah. to it it's very yeah. fun i will say my one critique what? is that is the use of the word chuck norris <laughs> they use chuck norris his name i want to say about a dozen it's, times it's close in, a, in a 30 second it theme leads song. off every bit of like uh exposition that they have sometimes right. they just say it and there's nothing else that follows sometimes i just say it they actually start out like by just he, saying it and they stamp it on the screen too it just says chuck norris and like literal right. flaming letters that burn away to reveal actual live action chuck norris like bonanza just burns away at the center of the screen so the the theme song that we actually saw was a was a clip right. theme song that was sort of a mashup of the first and the second episode um of the series which is fun because you're getting them in like episode two and three respectively from the the point of view that we were able to find all of these and, and watch them um, but it's insane because as they're explaining and introducing these karate commandos every single name is prefaced with chuck yeah. norris it's like chuck norris with pepper <laughs> it's like that's a delicious <laughs> meal i will order that at the next chinese restaurant i go to chuck norris with read chuck young's apprentice and you're just like okay like I, I i i get this show has chuck norris in it like i i, I understand yeah. you know we like we are all familiar but they they just they reinforce Hammer this they it. beat they beat this dead horse until it is just a look pulp. so much so that they don't mention anything else really that happens like all that stuff we read in the synopsis i don't know where they pulled that from because that never yeah. I've watched all five of these episodes. That never comes up in the show. Like, the, like, the name you, Vulture, you I don't think ever really... comes up. The name Karate no. Commandos is never referenced, really. No. So. I mean, all, all of the stuff that you end up seeing is pretty easily implied once you actually oh, begin yeah. watching the yeah. show. But in terms of the actual theme song providing you some context and easing you into the madness that is Chuck Norris, Karate Chuck Commandos, it, it, does, it, does, it falls a little bit short. So it does still star Chuck Norris, though, is that right? Uh, starring, executive produced, uh, he did Best Boy Grip and Foley, it's impressive uh, all the for sound effects. It's really weird to see title screen come out where it's just... <laughs> one name multiple yeah. times as it just scrolls just gets bigger up each and you're time like, oh. too it's weird to see the text literally just coming at you out of the screen also this is the challenging yeah. thing if this came out in 86 yeah. like that was like prime was time prime, chuck norris prime chuck back norris then needs. like he was busy yeah. when did he find the time to go back to school and become a professional <laughs> animator like build a studio from the ground up and do all I feel this like shit he spent about as like, much time I am doing his live action intros as he did reading the script before recording it in the booth. There are moments in these episodes where he's just like, he's just reading it as fast as he can just to get through it. And he says the same words like three times in a row. It doesn't matter. There's no quality control. They just blast right through these things. And it's amazing. This actually really reminded me of, uh, was it All Stars? Yes. Yeah. With Wayne with, Gretzky. With Jordan, uh, with mm -hmm. Jordan uh, and, and Bo right. Jackson. And Jackson was like the only the one who intro yeah. yeah, 
And like Bo really gave he a tried. shit about this. Wayne Gretzky looked like he was super lost. And I think Michael Jordan did one of yeah, them. Yeah, he like showed up just to get his paycheck. And then he was just like, this shit's stupid. I'm done yeah. with this. It's actually, it's, that intro for that show for All-Stars is weird because he's just grabbing a check from some <laughs> yeah, guy's hand. Really and the guy's like, can we, can we get you to say something, Jordan? He's not even in like his jersey. He doesn't have 23 on. He just, he's in a suit. <laughs> it's really yeah. strange. It's very bizarre, but this 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 kind of felt like the the thing where we have like celebrities that that are actors that have done right. work, you know, outside of their their respective athletic field that suddenly get behind the camera and it's sort of like their moment to shine and there's nobody else like supporting them at that exact moment. And you know, as we've seen with Chuck Norris, like a lot of the stuff that he's done in terms of film and television, like he's always holding a gun, you know, he's always yeah, he's always show, a real though. badass. Hey, he's always a badass. And in this instance, it's just him home alone in this dojo. It's just him by himself. In a, in a carpeted, and it's his a moment to shine. Carpet dojo with a clipper ship and a weird treadmill. <laughs> and it's, it's his moment to shine. And he looks so fucking lost. <laughs> like, like somebody woke him up out of like a deep meditation. I wonder, or like, I wonder if sorry, it was his dojo or if they like were they set it up. Like if somebody was just like, oh, you're, we're going to put you in a dojo. And he walked in and was just like, the fuck is this? Don't you fucking what? dare. Don't you fucking dare ever assert that this is not, in fact, Chuck Norris. <laughs> That's got to be his dojo. Don't you, it's like don't his you take this dojo, goddamn though. dream it's away like from me, dude. It's like a four by four little squat room in the middle of his basement somewhere. Shag carpet. It doesn't matter because if you have persistence and determination, you can do anything within a small That's space. Right. And that got us through Morals. the terror on Walking Dead Island. <laughs> That's essentially like his, his live action intro. Before we get to the actual episodes uh, themselves, because there's so, so much to talk about. I mean, so much. You guys have no idea. So much. Uh, let's talk about these characters first. So do you want to start with the good guys or bad guys? Uh, let's start with okay. the good guys. Chuck Norris. Um, how do you feel about Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris. I've already mentioned uh, well, let me Pepper. Ask you, what do you think Chuck Norris is wearing underneath that sweet, sweet getup he has, which is occasionally like oh, a weird... God martial arts weird robot outfit and sometimes just like a vest like he's in the he coast looks guard like, he looks like one of the twins from that zartan worked with in gi joe <laughs> yeah he does actually would you would you believe me if i told you that underneath that shirt he just wears like a midriff uh wife beater tank top that only comes down to like halfway down his chest I, I would not have believed it until I watched it. It's a the really show. disturbing episode where that came up and he's just walking around in like a swamp like that. I was just like, not, not real sure what to think about nope. this. But nope. he's still got his knife holster over his chest. Very strange. Yeah, he, he essentially looks like he's got a pair of like blue hot yep. pants on with yep. knee pads. Boots. And then he's, he's got uh, boots, like big, like commando style. But everybody else is like, barefoot. Boots. Yeah, which which is why I bring it up that like he's wearing like these big like you know Tim's like you know on his feet like he's he's fucking right. prepared he's gonna be stopping some some yeah. vulture all right and then he's got what looks like a belt across yep. his chest and on this like on the front of the vest like on the front of the vest like in between his like his nipples he's got it looks like a, just a giant like like orb kind of thing but it's the same color as the rest of the belt so like it doesn't really stand out or give you any reason to be alarmed but i'm like why is he wearing such a big ass belt like what it just doesn't well make so, any sometimes he sense. has his knife holster there 
And there oh, is a he? character who is not mentioned in the Wiki- in the Wikipedia page, but I sent Sean a screenshot of him because I was just like, the fuck is this guy? And we'll talk oh, about him yeah. in a second because he just has every weird combination. We'll talk about him in a second. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But the, the oh. character design is really strange for some of these characters, and it's completely forgettable for others. So, okay, you right. mentioned Pepper. Is that where you're going next? So, yeah, we've got, we've got Pepper. She is the, sad to say, she's like the obligatory doesn't woman. doesn't do much. Um, who like who weirdly falls into that damsel in distress trope every uh, once in a not while? Not that not as but, often as you think. But then, yeah, not not as often as you think. But then they give her some real crowning moments when suddenly she does something like she flips open a, a jet engine and she's like, "Don't worry, give me yeah. two minutes and I'll have this plane up and ready." And you're just like, "Oh, okay." Sure. Like you're you're doing stuff. Like you've got some activities. But then every once in a while, like too much or somebody else feels the need to kind of defend her, but she seems to rush into battle with everybody. She's fine. She, she kicks she's people got... down and knocks them out all the time, so she's fine. She just doesn't have yeah. anything really to do. She's just kind of there. I, you know, I, and I feel like they, I feel like in some part, they had this idea that they were just like, guys, we really, like, we have this, this cavalcade of these crazy characters. Like, we have to put a woman in this. And then they got there, and they're just like, we don't really know what to nah. do with her. And I'm just like, oh, come let's, on. There's a lot you can do. Let's give her done. a brother, too, while we're at it, for no reason. Yeah. Let's get into this, let's get into this Joker. Reed. Well, at least he had, Reed. so like, Reed, Chemo, Tabe, and then sort of too much. I'm sorry, who was the second Timo? name you said? Uh, it, not Timo. Oh, Chemo. Chemo, there you go. Chemo as in, if you have cancer, you go through Chemo. Yes. Uh, but they never really, they don't really say it and they, except for like a couple times really quick. And they're just like, Hey, let's go chemo. Ooh. And I'm like, I, I like what? without having an introduction to this character, I was like, what are they talking about? And these, it hit yeah. me so, so quick within that first episode. I was like, wait, what? yeah, no, these guys are like, not I introduced. Actually... They just show up and you're expected to know that they're with Chuck. There were times where I like mistook the bad guys for the good guys. Cause they had similar outfits on. They also changed outfits about four yeah. times an episode. <laughs> but for whatever reason, Pepper and Too Look Much don't really get outfits. They're just kind of like in street clothes. But Reed yeah. has one of the weirdest outfits, which is saying something for this show. Tabe never wears anything. Yeah, Tabe is a sumo yeah. champion. Uh, he's exactly what you are 100%. picturing in your brain yep. right now. If you're picturing Yokozuna, uh, you've got it. Uh, I don't know why he uh, carries around those weird... They look like serving trays, like, like gold serving trays. Yeah. But that's his weapon of choice, I guess. Uh, it, he uses it to basically just kind of like box people's yeah. ears in. And then box up a lunch you know, and take and it he, home. Yeah. Yeah. He, he seriously does Constantly. like box people yeah. in the head like nonstop, like every yeah. episode. And you'd think at some point they'd just be like, oh, look, Tabe's got these things. Don't yeah. go near him. He's just going to box your ears in. And then people are just like, well, we'll just approach him like two by two. And he just boxes <laughs> double, double ears in. And they're just like, Oh, guys, we got to go back to the drawing board this with this working. one. This is this is a toughie. I would love to know how many of these ninjas are actually like either been tortured to death or are just left dead <laughs> on the side of the road because they go through a lot of them. So we we have yeah. Kimo, who is a samurai sure. warrior. Again, pretty standard, exactly what you probably yep. think he looks like. That's he's tr- he's dressed in pretty traditional samurai yep. garb. That makes sense. Let's get into Reed. Dave, what was your take on Reed? I mean, useless. Uh, I don't know why yeah. he's dressed like a weird fluorescent colored ninja at times, but other times just Dude. like in his weird street clothes. Uh, I, I don't know what was going on with Reed. Let me ask, ask me you this. this. Is a part of like a young apprentice ninja <laughs> To dress training... like a Harlequin? 
to dress like a harlequin that that screams i cannot camouflage myself please run well, and attack me or shoot a gun right well, at look, me well look when your master is his camouflage for uh you know espionage stealth missions is shirtless with a knife holster around his chest and bright red pants and nothing else <laughs> i feel like he's not really in the best uh, the best school there this this group yeah. Really, for being a, a group of karate Commander. commandos, suffered from sort of branding issues. Oh my god, everything like, is monogram too. Yeah, everything. like these guys could have really easily like pulled all this stuff in and been like, "Hey guys, like, can we agree like on one color? Like maybe black. We're kind of kind of commandos. Commando and, things. No. And, like all majority of us are ninjas. And somebody was just like, you know what? Why not? Why not a, mi- why not a mix like, of no, bold primary the- colors? <laughs> Knock it the fuck <laughs> off. Everybody is yellow, blue, yep. and red. And everybody's got the <laughs> CN like... stamped on them, including Chuck Norris's yes. hot rod convertible. Driving around with Chuck a CN. Norris. Chuck Norris. There is a guy who shows up in, Man. I think, the fourth or fifth episode. This big black guy named Tank. I don't know why they brought him in. He doesn't really do anything in the show. He just has a big barbell that he carries around. He, on his gi, it also has the C and the N. So I'm assuming he's part of this clique, too. It's just the weirdest thing. Yo, everybody shops at the Chuck Norris clothing It's because they're all indentured servants and they have to. It's like the company store. He pays them in Chuck Norris script. Uh, Okay, so let's talk about too much. We need to talk about too much. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've already talked too much about all the other commandos. It's that bad. bad. That's all he says. That's pretty much all He is basically the damsel in distress most of the time. Like, he's kind of capable sometimes, but then Chuck doesn't really... Can I call him Chuck? Chuck doesn't really trust him the rest of the time, so he... Mr. Norris. Mr. Norris. Mr. Director Norris. He tries to keep him sort of out of harm's way, but this kid keeps getting into trouble, and he's basically the, you know, the incident that kicks off most of the action. There's, like, usually a big scheme for Vulture or the various villains that make up Vulture, but then it's usually too much that uh, gets kidnapped, and then they're used... He is used as leverage against Mr. Norris and the Karate Commandos. (laughs) Which was the original name of this show. All right. Villain time. I'll start small. I don't want to get to the claw yet. And I kept spelling his name with a K for some reason, but it's not. Uh, Give me your impression of uh, Angelfish. Angelfish, she sort of looked like um, that one blonde-haired villain from Captain Planet. Is it Dr. Blight? I forget what her... Dr. Blight, yes, thank you. She's got the hair over one eye. And she's kind of got the husky, smoky kind of voice. And she's... And she's sort of in pink. And she's <laughs> like, again, nobody's she's, trying to. She's pretty hot, pretty hot villain. I was like, okay, right. angelfish, you do your thing. You, you can do get it. Thing. Probably could get it. Let's get that cartoon angelfish. Looking for this angel mm, dick. Well, what? that's not. No, nah, that's not right. Moving on. Okay. So, who was she hanging out with? Because he's never mentioned until later episodes. And this is the guy that I need. I'm not talking Super Ninja. Like yeah, one rank yeah, below so it's Super the... Ninja. The guy who looks like Carl. From yes, Austin thank Hunger you so Force. much. If Carl decided to <laughs> dedicate himself, sort of, and become a ninja, sort of, he would look like Ninja Leader. Is this guy's name? Yeah, Ninja Leader. Ninja Leader also looks like the Rancor Keeper. Yes. If he was in like a blue from Return of the Jedi, if he was in blue. Yeah. He looks like basically like an fifty-year-old Italian guy from Brooklyn. <laughs> who just decided to dress up as a ninja one day but couldn't find a shirt that was big enough and then just attached a bunch of random shit to his body 
to make it look like he was a ninja. And then got like a sweet dragon tattoo mm-hmm. on his arm. And kind of worked out a little bit, ninja. but not really. He has like, ah, oh my uh, god. He's got, a, he's got like yeah, a lasso it, on his hip for some reason. He's got yeah. a knife holster on his chest. It's a, was it a lasso or was it like I a I couldn't tell like if it was a whip or a lasso or just a rope or just like an extension cord that he found. I have no idea what it was. Because like at one point he whips something and it like knocks over a yeah, bunch of Yeah, the physics in this show makes zero sense, by the way. Oh, God. It's, it's impossible. impossible. Which is amazing. There, there are no physics. If you're looking for physics, look for yeah, another show. Because th- this is not grounded in any kind of earth physics no. or reality whatsoever. There are people who are literally standing at some point, and then suddenly they are jumping forward and to the side. And it's, it's like a double it's kick like a, that they just, <laughs> just levitate yeah, it looks like a Liu Kang bicycle yes. kick that you would use in Mortal Kombat exactly. 2. Without the cool That they would noise. just like propel <laughs> themselves across the... Uh, it was amazing. Crazy. Um, God. So we've got so we've got uh, Angelfish, got Ninja Leader. We can talk about some of the other ones as we go through the uh, episodes. But anything you want to say about Super Ninja before we move on to Claw? No, I mean I think we've we've talked yeah, a little just, bit about just visually Super Ninja. picture a guy with like long black hair, but basically in like a purple onesie, like a purple purple like green man suit, but purple, and then put a giant red ninja star on his chest, and you've pretty much got Super Ninja yeah. with like yellow pants. So if you're thinking. If you're thinking of Cobra Commander when he takes off the helmet and he's just wearing like the, the, cowl the handkerchief whatever. over yeah. his face, and uh, if he just had long, <laughs> luscious, flowing black hair that he would just kind of just that would just flip, flip yeah. up in the wind, and he'd be like, "Oh, fucking fabulous!" He should have been fabulous he ninja. Been fabulous ninja. Fabulous. But pretty ninja. much all he of his didn't. dialogue is just reduced to him yelling, "Norris." Yeah. Or like having weapons pop out of holy crap, he's got the best, different parts the of his best arsenal, the best like like things popping out of like crazy places. But then he never no, uses and he uses them poorly. The weapons in this show make zero sense. Like they're things you've never seen in any show ever because they don't exist in real life. You know, and 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 because if they were actual weapons, you would have been yeah. dead within the first thirty <laughs> seconds of cut fighting your head somebody. Off. They're like, it's basically like if you took a ninja star and combined it with a nunchuck, that's one weapon. If you took swords, but then put more swords on that first sword and then added another sword, that would be their swords. Th- these things make zero Reed, sense. Reed's weapon looks like a, like a pine cone or like a yeah. shrine on top of a Christmas tree yeah. holder. That can deflect and it lasers, looks uncomfortable apparently. And, yeah, and evidently it looks uncomfortable <laughs> and heavy to fucking hold. So like if you're rushing into battle against people with guns yeah. and swords... You're just gonna hit him with this weird gold Christmas tree shit. <laughs> to be fair, they can't shoot shit for anything with those lasers. They miss everything, even when no. you're just right in front of them and running at them. All right, can we yeah. talk Claw? My favorite. Holy Get into Claw. Crap. How do you feel about Claw? Claw has the best Claw out of all the Claw-themed villains in the history of cartoons. Way better than Doctor Claw. Oh, I even got like a little bit of a what was it, uh, Doc Terror yeah. from? Way better than Doc uh, Terror. Centurions. Way He's better got, than this his. dude has like a gold claw, but they were not fucking around when it came to making this claw. You remember how I said like their swords had like four swords on it? This claw had right. about 50 spikes in like all possible confirmations. He crushes multiple cameras as an intimidation factor. He kills a live piranha on screen with his claw. He, it just, this guy <laughs> knows how to use that claw, man. It's amazing. And it's gold. So he's got to be jacked. That thing's got to be heavy. 
I think he's got to be. Like, he has to have some of the best shoulders oh, yeah. and collarbones. Whatever's left of it is probably oh, amazing. Yeah. He's like a drummer. Crazy. Um, but yeah, we're not. We don't learn really anything about why he has this or what the deal is with it. It's just claw. Cool. Look, we we just yeah. know this. There's good, and there's evil, and there's no compromise between Zero. the two. There's no discussion. Nope. There's there's absolutely no dialogue between these nah. two parties. It's just. It's just, I guess it's maybe just that universal truth. There's good and there's bad and somewhere in between there's always going to be conflict. And that's what you get thrown into immediately. And with violence is used to solve everything. Even when the opening live action segment from Chuck Norris tells you not to solve everything with violence. Bro, I, uh, when, he, when, he, when he did that, I had to pause it and go back to the beginning and I was like, this motherfucker just said not to rape... He's punching everything. Look, Matt, let, me, let me give you his dialogue for the opening of. Uh, so Sean and I watched two episodes, uh, two of the same episodes, and I'll give you just a little bit of flavoring from some of the other ones to tell you the highlights. We watched the first episode that I'm not going to give away the title yet because Chuck Norris himself does it in his beautiful little dialogue here. So he's in his like red gi and he's just like throwing a roundhouse kick and then a punch and then he's like, oh hello, and he comes up to the camera and he says, sometimes the things we want most are the hardest to get. That means you have to be even more determined to succeed. That's what it takes to be a winner. You have to want it bad enough to stick with it no matter how tough things get. Things got pretty tough for us down in Florida with deadly dolphins. I, man, <laughs> I had, it took me a very long time to get through this first episode because I was stopping, like crying with laughter every few seconds, writing down everything that they said because everything is gold. It's pure magic. Deadly Dolphins is the name of your title for your first show? <sighs> let's, let's just dispel some rumors right out the gate. So this show is about Deadly Dolphins. It is absolutely not about anything related Damn to it. Deadly Dolphins. Does it have dolphins at least? <laughs> it has oh, dolphins sweet. in I'm it. I'm halfway there then. But these are like kind, friendly oh. dolphins. These are like Sequest DSV they're, they're dolphins. They're almost like dopey, kind of just like. Like stupid dog dolphins. Like they're just kind of like, they don't even really chatter. They just kind of play around and do whatever the humans say. Yeah. They, they just seem like they're having a good time, but like not deadly in the in least. least. Maybe deadly for the bad guys. What do you think? Nah. Uh, maybe only for angelfish. Oh, God. What was happening at the end? All right. We'll get there. We'll get there. Dude, she was getting it. I don't think she. Catching that dolphin oh, D. Um, okay, so. <laughs> there, let's, let's be very clear. There's a lot of very weird implied sexuality that's yeah. in this, and it is going to be hard for us not to talk about all of it because there are some things that are just so overt that you're just like, I am seeing this. Yeah, like, no, right? we're like, actually having as soon as this we're, conversation. As soon as we're done recording, we're going to report most of these things because they, have, right. for 30 years, they have been left untouched. I feel like they need to be taken care of. <laughs> like having this conversation now between the two of us to be able to vet this, yeah, it's cathartic because. In some way, I'm verifying that I'm not a crazy person. No, if you just watch this and we're just like, yeah, totally a normal thing. There's something. Ugh, all right. So, Deadly Dolphin Dave, let's get in. Deadly Dave Deadly Dolphin, Dave let's Dolphin get into this. Dive. Let's. Oh, so we know we're going to Florida because Chuck Norris in his uh, home dojo just told us this. So what we don't know is who this <laughs> random dude in a floppy hat chewing on his cigar is. That's just like chilling by a control panel <laughs> off the, <laughs> in the Florida Keys somewhere. Apparently, it's yeah. Dr. Sanford, the architect of C-Lab. Which is just, if, I don't know, if you, if you were hip yeah. to, uh, to the, the early like, 2000s with, uh, with, no, no, C-Lab. It was C-Lab. called C-Lab? Uh, C-Lab what 20, was C-Quest Well, then? C-Lab 20, C-Quest was oh, a live action. Oh, that was the one Jonathan Brandis. 
Jonathan Brandis. And so, uh, C Lab 2020 was a 70s cartoon about ecological disasters like in the sea, kind of to educate uh, kids about everything that was going on. It was later then optioned and taken in by all of Adult Swim, and they made C Lab 2021 and re edited, redubbed, and made new animation right. for it. So, it was just like kind of like one of those small things where they were just like C Lab, and I was like, Oh, oh, go on, <laughs> dude. Oh, what? Do tell. What are we getting into now? Like, do do tell. It's not. No, that but it would have been a great crossover event. It yeah, would have. It wasn't. So we don't really know what's happening at this point. Chuck Norris and his commandos have, for some reason, been hired to just swim with dolphins, uh, and test some sort of gill apparatus that transforms salt water into oxygen. <laughs> and we're told we'll tell, I mean, we're told this through cool exposition. That sounds exactly like what I just said. Yeah. And Sanford's just sitting up there uh, kicking his feet up and just like ordering these dum dums around, telling them to. Oh, you mean Dr. Dr. Pipe? Dr. Pipe Chewer. Dr. Pipe I'm Sanford all set on this end. Chuck, there. take the dolphins down to 30 feet. Take them through the basic obedience test. <laughs> I want to see if they respond to strangers. That's your first line of dialogue <laughs> in this mess. Great. Oh, take it down to 60. Take it down to 60. I'm going to chew on this sweet, sweet oh, pipe. God. Uh, so we, we get sort of the introduction of Angelfish and sort of that she's going to be on the assault. We get Yeah, the, there's like a submarine that's following that the guys and the dolphins behind them. You get the fact that you're introduced to, to Claw, and then he actually threatens Angelfish with the Claw. He's like, you know what happens if you don't succeed. And then he like menacingly like, smash, <laughs> like smashes it. They're like, oh, it looks like it was disconnected. And she's like, yeah, the point. <laughs> she's like, I the get point, it. I was received. It, I get you, it. Like if you get if it. I didn't get it, then you just ruined the only line of communication we have. And this is 1986. It's going to take some time to get another video feed up. But good try. Right. But it was great. So basically, they're just saying like, look, you got to kidnap this doctor. We need access to C Lab, so don't screw it up. So how would you so like they, if you're in a submarine and the guy that you have to get is on the surface? I don't know. What's the smartest way to get him? What do you think? Sending a whole bunch of scuba divers. But like, how I do guess. you get them there? Like, real fast, like super fast. Like, put them in a torpedo oh. and launch them out of their submarine. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you you shoot oh, them out of the submarine. Shoot sub. them out in That's a missile. Like, totally fine. Yeah. That's what they do. They must yeah. have launched a shitload because we only saw two, but about fifty showed up on the surface of this beach. <laughs> oh man! And they and then they immediately start, and you sort of get that like that help message that uh, from Doctor yeah. Pipe Sanford, where Dr. he's Pipes. just like. Yeah, he's like, Norris, Chuck, I'm under attack. <laughs> he's just like, I need help. <laughs> I need help. Like, what? What's going on? Like, there's no nah. additional exposition. It's just, I need, I need, I need help. Like, you would think that, like, at some point, he would be like, I'm under attack, or there are people here who I don't know, and they're attempting yeah. to kidnap me, or just weird people showed up at the beach, and I'm yeah. overreacting by not being a gracious host and offering. It's probably a the latter like, one. I mean, they didn't quite. I don't think they shot at him right away, but. I will tell you this. I know no. that the, the ninjas and the karate commandos did not listen to Sean's earlier episode of the podcast where he actually warned uh, in a previous episode about the bends. That if you were deep diving yes. without you know, apparatus, you have to slow your ascent so that it is you know, the same pace or below the pace of the air bubbles rising around you. These guys didn't listen. They should all be laid up. Well, I mean... I mean, to quote our, our previous guest, Jamal Newman, they weren't wearing the inhumanoid True. suits that had the bubbles on it where you could actually boil yeah, the blood. Joints. And yeah. so I don't know how they were doing mm-hmm. that. It's These guys are mind, so tough. But they're able, yeah, they're able to surface alarmingly quickly. <laughs> Almost as fast <laughs> as the torpedoes, apparently. Almost as if 
they're not restricted by water <laughs> or, or in any gravity way, or, or physics or, or anything. <laughs> but again, you know what? If the ninjas aren't going to be restricted by this, then the commandos aren't either, and vice versa. Because everything that happens from here on out is just bonkers. Like, it's something you'd see in, like, the craziest Fast and Furious movie, but, like, times ten. Because none of it connects. None of it really makes any sense. From one scene to the next, there's, like, things that are so disconnected that it's just like, wait, that wasn't there before. How did you just... doesn't matter. Let's just do it. So they'll, like, jump a speedboat. Yeah, I mean- from the water into the land, and then they'll, they'll do a donut in a speedboat on the sand dune somehow. It's, there's so many things that I just loved about this, man. I, I don't know. I, I, without going into every detail, I just I love mean, the way they wrote this. It was so bonkers. I, I mean, they're, they're, like Chuck Norris ends up fighting two yeah. ninjas on some type of like a steel That one of the other ninjas is operating being... from a crane. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're raising up yeah. into the air, and so like, I guess they're trying to show that the stakes are that Chuck Norris can remain calm and cool and collected uh, while he's being raised up on this steel beam, still fighting two ninjas, manages to take the weapon and then slide down the, like the, the wire yep. from the crane and then just kick right through the <laughs> control panel yep. in the crane and assault that third Murdered ninja. That ninja. So you are all busted. busted. And we actually saw that in the uh, intro theme song too. That was one of the scenes you saw there. That's when they said Chuck Norris yes. has nerves of steel. So then they like all the other ninjas are presumably dead or gone. So uh, because the whole team has like just taken out these ninjas, it's not just Chuck. Everybody's actually pretty active at dodging laser fire and knocking out ninjas. So they take one of these ninjas down and they capture him. And he says it takes more than a pack of rats to bring down a tiger, at which point they bring him down immediately. And then we don't know what happens to him, but they very quickly get information as to where Dr. Pipes is. So here's my question to you. Did they torture him, and is he dead? Uh, I'm, ass- I'm assuming okay. that, yes, they did, in fact, okay. torture him. But I'm going to assume also that he is alive. Think keeping him? Probably, probably at that sweet beach house. I'm only assuming that there's some jail, like a Disney-style jail that's underneath that like, you don't see from like the resort yeah. front that Chuck Norris is just holding up people down there just keeping them from that was the long uh, that was tom cause... Selleck's uh yeah waterfront home the robin's nest from uh... yeah i mean because he he is in most cases chuck norris is breaking yep. up the scene he's grabbing one person behind yep. the neck and he's just like you're gonna tell me everything about the thing that's going on yep. right now and they're like uh, and then you don't really hear them give any Until exposition yeah it's just yeah, it's like they cut back to Chuck Norris, and he's just like, I found out from the guy that I took hostage. I'm like, you mean the guy that you choked God, out? now in your Disney basement? This, this line yeah. was one of the ones that he just rambled through as quickly as possible. So he goes, he goes Angelfish <laughs> was behind the kidnapping for Claw. She took Sanford to a super tanker in the middle of the Atlantic. Claw's people are using Sanford's knowledge of C-Lab so they can get in C-Lab and take over the C-Lab. She's <laughs> like, what? I'm ch- and I'm, I'm Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. This is my show. <laughs> Commercial time. It was really bad. And then in between that ramble of dialogue, you have uh, the sumo, Mr. Sumo, being as stereotypical as possible. And just his delivery was just so painful between all the like fat jokes and all the just like uh, food jokes and just like his his phrasing of everything was so bad. I I just it's very funny that, you know, for a sumo wrestler, just the 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 weight and girth that goes into that sport and that athleticism is something that, you know, we don't, we don't, maybe we don't understand. At least I don't understand everything that no, goes into no. it because it's, 
It's something that like I don't watch, I don't pay attention right. to it, but like I can respect the fact that they do it. But then to have him like to have this sumo walking through this super tanker in the middle of the ocean, and all of a sudden he gets like those very cartoony like wafts of air, like the scent of food kind of like flowing in and into he, his he's nose. Like I'm their just tracker like, though. He's uh, he's tracked some stuff for them by the scent of food later on. Yeah. Yeah. But like he just it's crazy just to have him like bust into a room where all these chefs are in the super tanker and they, they begin to attack him. He begins to well, attack them Well, that was the thing that made well. zero sense. So um, I, I will say that the bad guys have a pretty badass base. They've got a submarine, but it's inside a super tanker, which was pretty sweet. Um, they also right. apparently have a mind reading CAT scan device that they use on Dr. Yes. Sanford to get without ever asking him anything. They just get the information they need because that's how CAT scans work. And, 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 this this show that if you're just like that doesn't exactly. make any sense guys don't worry this show is full like usually whenever yeah. you write something a deus ex machina is used at, like the end to get you out of a critical situation that like a corner you've exactly. written yourself into and you get one in this and everybody case, gets one per episode everybody right. gets one everybody gets one per episode in this they were like how many deus ex machinas can we put in here every, it, it, scene. every single every, one of them every transition in a scene every, Every like, single for thing example, if was... they swim up inside a super tanker and they have to climb up the side of it, how are you going to do that? Oh, I don't know. Just get extra magnets. magnets that sound like suction cups. And then what happens if a sniper is up on the rail and he's got you dead to rights and he's going to shoot you with lasers? Oh, uh, let, me, let me thought bubble uh-huh. this real quick. Uh, you take a That's ninja star to, uh, with some string right, on right. it. And then you throw it up and it manages to ha- absolutely <laughs> perfectly loop around that guy's uh-huh. arm doesn't no, cut him doesn't fine. cut him because it's a sharp ass ninja star but you then pull on yep. that cord when that guy's almost at point blank range shooting a gun yep. at your face and then you just pull him over to the side of the tanker yeah like 120 feet That's down how the water yeah it's fine fine yeah. fine fine you know the amazing thing is is that it's not the water that kills you it's the impact of you it's hitting the ninja that water. star that just opened up your brachial artery <laughs> right <laughs> blood exactly. out before you hit the water <laughs> Uh, I have a few questions for you during this next. There's a fight that kind of takes place. The guys are sneaking around on the ship. And did you, did yeah, you yeah. hear this kind of like Foley? As they're sneaking around, they overhear like muttering. What? Uh, yeah, I mean, language I know the muttering. Was that? Because a second later, the sailors are speaking English. But when they're muttering, they're I just have like, no idea. it's some of the worst. Uh, yeah, it's just some of the worst cover I think I've ever heard. It sounded like uh, sometimes when you do like extra mm. work, um, like in the background of like a scene or something like that, and like there are people that are talking to you, like they tell you to like just like they tell you to kind of have a conversation, but a lot of people will just say like buzz, 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 like to kind of like mimic or like you know like some intonation or like something right. that you're doing. And in this case, it was like somebody in a in like the the VO booth was just like. Like Swedish, Swedish chef. That's why I was style. like, "What language is this?" Because they shift to English a second later. Also, yeah. what the fuck weapons is Chuck Norris using, and where does he pull them from? Also, why oh do the sailors God. suddenly have a giant axe used for chopping firewood? There's a lot of questions, you guys. Well, because he got kicked into, they got like kicked into that. Um, so the guy oh, no, with the I know axe. how it gets there. What my question is, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've never been why? on a super tanker. Do you just have a six foot axe laying around? Yeah, that seems like a like a security thing that you're not like a security thing, but like a safety thing that you would have like on a super a tanker. Okay, cool. I don't know. I'll go with it. 
if anybody out there is on a super tanker listen to the podcast let me know if you have like a regular access to axe hit us up at super tanker axe at (laughs) gmail.com super tanker axe on twitter uh so yeah the next problem i have with this show and by problem i mean absolute delight and enjoyment from it um when mr sumo walks into the kitchen he just immediately assaults these guys does he not did they attack him at all he just smashed them and stole their food he stole a whole chicken like a whole platter of chicken so they so they so the sumo and chuck norris sync back up and there's sort of like that like oh i can't believe you found food like always eating (laughs) kind of like fat shame fat shaming that he does to him bullshit and so this is the point where this is the problem that uh-huh. I had with him. He goes, they're like, where to next? And he's like, the deck below is where the scanner room is. I was like, dude, when you got on the deck yeah. of this ship, you said that you were going to take every yeah. floor of the super tanker. Like you were go- like, you knew exactly where he's like, oh, from the guy that I choked out back at yeah, Disney Ranch. Killed in Disney like World. told you, told me everything. Yeah. Like, ugh, I thought you had a problem I, with, I was, with Chuck asking Mr. Sumo to eat quietly. Oh yeah, that, that was, was weird, weird too. It's, like, it's just not as much well, fun. Like so, the thing, the thing that Chuck said. Okay, then, he says according to that sailor I captured. Is this where you had a problem? Yeah, I, problem I think that too. that sailor was the the guy yeah. that he captured. I'm I'm assuming oh, it was the guy that he captured you know back what? on the beach. Because I was like, you captured a fucking ninja. You didn't capture a sailor. Maybe he captured a sailor in between. Ah. Maybe when he was on the boat. Sailor Ninja. I feel like in his world, he's just he's captured so mm. many people and choked them out to death yeah. to get intel that it's just kind of all blended. Just depends in. on what I he's mean, into. You remember that your night. first yeah. one? Yeah, you remember your first one vividly, and maybe it was yeah. a sailor that he choked sometimes out. Sometimes you swipe left on you know? sailors, and sometimes you swipe right on ninjas. Depends on the night. Yeah. I don't know which one's yeah. which. Depends on the depends on the dating That's app right. that you're using. Who, Who knows? knows? Okay, so they basically because of this intel from people that they've murdered along the way. They rescue Dr. Pipes. Uh, I could have sworn he called his attacker or his kidnapper Angel Fist. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he called her Angel Fist, so I don't know what they were up to. But (laughs) while they're rescuing Dr. Pipes, the rest of the team (laughs) and their scuba suits are headed over to Sea Lab to hang out with Jonathan Brandis Uh, and Dolphins. So they got to fight a bunch of ninjas. At least they have some weapons this time. They're still barefoot, which makes zero sense. But they eventually get captured in Sea Lab, right? And give me Kimo's amazing quote that comes from him finally getting captured uh, in this I don't, instance. I don't have it. Was it the one about I the cat? Almost, no, it was, uh, there's a time to fight and a time not oh to. And I was like, go it's, to hell. I was like, go to hell. Bad. Well, I guess it's worse than his one later where he's like, for a bird to escape the cage, sometimes they must invite the cat in. Yep. Uh, but anyway, so they're captured. They're hanging out at Sea uh, Lab 2020. Meanwhile, guess who shows up to screw with Angelfish's plan, which has been going okay so oh. far. She's not yeah, doing she's bad. She's not doing terrible, but but suddenly Super yeah, Ninja shows up. Light just shows up to like take over things on the order <laughs> of uh, Claw, and she's just like, "What the fuck?" At this point. Now, if I was to say, why would you usurp my power, yeah. Dave, by sending in another yeah. henchman, a higher level henchman than what I am? What would I'd your say you're, uh, What would your response you're a woman. be? Oh, is that not right? I mean, that's not Isn't what I was looking for. I mean, it's applicable to the oh, situation, okay. but you know, uh, he gives the the quote insurance. Doesn't he just scream Norris what? into the microphone? 
Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. This guy is unhinged. We're getting, we're getting there. Unhinged. He <laughs> gets worse as it goes on. So another thing I love about this show, though, is like everything they have, uh, every device, every facility has some bizarro, super destructive weapon attached to it. Even if it started as like a research facility, it's got this mega destructive weapon. So what does this particular one happen to have? What does C-Lab have? So it turns out that it can create tsunamis. Yeah, for some reason. Like underneath the ocean, it can create a tsunami and that wave, they can direct it, which for some reason, they really seem hell-bent on fucking yeah, up Tokyo. Like Tokyo for the majority of... Why? Uh, Why does Vulture hate Tokyo? Know. They're not having it. Maybe they're Ugh, like, That would have been an episode six Yeah, they would have answered it finally. Would have been great. Ugh, fingers uh, crossed. But then Dr. Dr. Claw, Claw does the Dr. <laughs> Evil thing and contacts the UN. Yeah, what does he ask for this first time? Yeah. Uh, he asks for one billion dollars in, in gold. In gold. <gasps> in gold. <laughs> I will say, spoiler alert, later on he does jack that price up to ten billion in a later episode. And he doesn't ah, ask for it in gold, maybe idiot. bearer bonds or something, I don't know. But He's in bullion. So, and now, just like chicken bullion. So now we've got... <laughs> That's oh, bullion base. So now we've got Dr. Pipes, Mr. Sumo, and Chuck all hanging out back in a sweet, sweet hovercraft. I will say this, whatever government money yeah. they have, they got a super badass hovercraft. And they concoct this plan that is kind of goofy. So Dr. Pipes has constructed kinda super goofy. goofy. A goofy kinda movie. Goofy, They've Dave. constructed this plan where they're like, C-Lab ah. is impregnable. There's no way you're getting into it. Angel Fist knew exactly where you can get in, and she's already locked that up. And Chuck Norris is basically like, what about this giant entrance over here that I can just swim through? And he's like, oh, what a great yeah, idea. As they're, as, as they're passing through schematics, there's one part that it's just a giant black hole, and he's like, Wait, stop. Go back to the previous yeah. schematic. Zoom in. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> enhance. What's that? And just like, dude, it's it's a fucking. It's basically it's a, a back door. On it's a, a schematic, man. It's yeah. a back door. He's like, that's the water inlet pipe, but it's got a steel grate and metal detectors. <laughs> There's no way you're getting in there. Who's putting? Who's putting I all this know. shit on a fucking but, water inlet but pipe? It like suddenly dawned on Doctor Pipes that like, oh, the only way you can get in there is if you remove that grate and then. Take off all your scuba equipment, and you'll run out of breath. Yeah. So let's be very Meanwhile. clear that this whole crazy mm -hmm. idea that Chuck Norris is about to have is because he is standing next to what looks like, uh, like it's, a, it's, it's an aquarium that fits it is the, one it is dolphin the in it. the saddest aquarium it's, you will <laughs> ever see. It's like a snow globe for dolphins. <laughs> it is a... Snow globe for dolphin. For, dolphin. for a dolphin party yes. of one. And they are separated by like <laughs> by a foot of glass. <laughs> oh, it was the saddest and they thing. Are, they are looking they're at smiling. Chuck Norris and they're just like, is 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 now can our we time? Can we please to get out of here like, so we can it, actually move again? Are we a part of the, are we a part of the storyline oh finally again? Oh fuck. Smallest possible container. So remember, we've got uh, inlet at the bottom of the ocean, basically. You've got a grate on the front yep. of it, and you've got metal detectors, for whatever reason, within the pipes made by Dr. Pipe. So the only way they're going to get down there is definitely by swimming with these dolphins and having the dolphins kind of, like, take them in. There were so many stupid things that happened in the next few minutes that I just, I can't even, I just can't. I was laughing the entire time because it made zero sense. It's first of all, the bad guys are watching on, like, security cameras that are apparently just, like, floating in the ocean. And they see... <laughs> They see a bunch of dolphins wearing jackets <laughs> just swimming along. They're wearing like bright yeah, yellow construction bright yellow. jackets. Can't miss them. They don't, they don't try to hide them at all. 
Angel yeah. Fist sees it and is like, oh, it's, it's just, just dolphins. dolphins in their natural habitat. It's just dolphins. Dummy. Dummy. Think nothing of it. And meanwhile, the other dum-dums have now broken out of their jail cells, and they're tiptoeing through a facility, but it's out in the wide open, and they get, like, they instantly run into more laser-wielding guys who they just knock out. It's, like, not a problem. Anytime yeah. they come up against these guys, it's not a problem whatsoever. So, what's, uh, what, what happens, okay, what happens with um, Chuck and Mr. Sumo at the grave? Oh, so they, they managed, to make, they managed right. to make it in, and... Without any uh, kind of, Chuck like, Norris. Ocean's Elevening or anything. They don't really show, like, they show them taking off their scuba suits, but it doesn't really mean anything, because they just kind of hang out there. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I will say this, and I will give them a little bit of credit um, for kind of bucking a, I guess, maybe, like, a, 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 a reoccurring pattern that we've always seen, where, like, we have a team that is going yeah. into battle, and, you know, a lot of times we see them, and they're just sort of just like, hey. I'll go off and do my own right. fucking thing. And, and you, you sit there and you watch and you're just like, no, please, please don't do that. Like, please don't do that because you're just going to set up more problems right. for yourself. Oh, you just, you walked into more problems. Oh, didn't what see that one coming a mile away. Yeah, like surprise, surprise. In this case, even on the super tanker, it seemed like they had kind of talked a little bit behind. They were just like, look, yeah. we're going to do this deck by deck in this it seemed like they created a plan yeah you kind of saw what it was coming a mile away they put a pair of wire cutters on the back <laughs> of a dolphin yeah you know but it, 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 again like it seemed like there was actual teamwork yeah. no there definitely was <sighs> and that was pretty solid throughout the five episodes is they all have a part to play and they do kind of discuss what's going on i mean yeah it usually comes to to chuck to save the day but they do a pretty good job of all working together and kind of getting the spotlight some of their Maybe not strengths, but at least some of their uh, action beats. Some of their abilities. Uh, so they, they managed to make it into C-Lab. And... Uh, we finally get like the, the big showdown that I've been waiting for between Super Ninja right. and Chuck Norris. We get Super Ninja, Chuck Norris, and also yeah. Angel Fist is She's in the same room out. as well. Good thing, too. She's still hanging out. She's frustrated. Super Ninja, as we mentioned, Batshit insane, off the fucking rails, breaks the lever for the tsunami machine. Yeah, he powers machine, it all the way up, and, and then he breaks the like, control to turn it off. Yep. And he's just like, you know what? Fuck, Fuck you, you. Chuck Norris. You've got five minutes, and there's no way possible you'll be able to and shut then, this and off. And he and you're throws like, the control Whoa. panel at Chuck Norris, which is like probably a two-foot-by-two-foot-by-foot-thick yeah, chunk of steel. <laughs> Chuck Norris just punches, just punches. Right through the middle of this fucking thing. Like, it is nothing. It's Chuck Norris, baby. It's Chuck Norris. Like, he just busts right through it. They begin yeah. this battle. And um, uh, it looked like Super you know, Ninja was going to have the upper hand until old Angel ugh. Fist decides she wants to get involved in the middle of it. Well, you know, she saw an opening, I and I can't her. fault her for, you know, kind of running. She has sort of like this sure. harpoon weapon, and she was running at the back of Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris sort of disarms her and is just like, stay out of this lady. And then just like kicks, yeah. just solid <laughs> kick to the chest of Super Ninja, and Super Ninja's just like, oh, well, I'm done ninjing. <laughs> like, Next time, Norris. Yep. But then, so they peace out. But just runs Chuck, off, and the and two of them he, he has this kind of like kind of cool moment. He's like, oh, he's like, this thing's been disabled. The fuck am I gonna do now? It would have been great if like Pepper was there to actually yeah. do something, but no, he just decides to like basically electrocute himself multiple times. Uh, he more or less just like cuts the power to this thing and then takes the live power cable he just cut with his harpoon and just jams it into the remaining computer socket. 
and shorts the whole thing out, but he's totally fine. Thus averting disaster and saving Tokyo yeah. from a tsunami. Play with electricity, kids. But now the disturbing moment. What's the disturbing oh, moment? Going back to the no, live well, action that too, But when they get back down into like the, the moon bay where the dolphins are hanging out. Because they're like, they come in oh, and they're like, yeah. what, what happened to Super Ninja? And he's like, Super Ninja took a swim. And they're like, what about Angel Fist? Cut to, go ahead, this is yours. Uh, he's like, I think we're about yeah, to find yeah. out in yeah, a minute. Man. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so you get into the, this, this bay inside of Sea Lab and the two dolphins that, uh, that Sumo and CN have run in on or were, were transported into Sea yeah, Lab on are tossing Angel Fist by her butt back and forth between the two of them. Like, it's sort of like a yeah. circus ball. And she's like, the whole time, she's like, oh, no, what? Oh, no. I'm like, oh. It's real creepy. And then what? creepier it's when everybody real. just starts laughing. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, because, guys, let's be honest. Uh, dolphins, their snout, like, their porpoise can only support, like, a very limited amount. Like, it's, it's strong. Don't get me wrong. But, like, like a woman who's maybe like with clothes in that instance, she was like what, probably like 165 yeah, buck buck pounds. Yeah. You know, like they're throwing her around. She's gonna smash that dolphin's little face. Oh, you're worried about the dolphins. I'm worried about. I the was dolphins. gonna say that can't be real pleasant for her either. Well, she's kind of getting thrown I mean, around the way that Donald Trump would do such a thing. So, uh, uh, that's the last time we need to talk about him because election day should be coming up. Mm. Tomorrow. Hey, hey guys, guys. This is the PSA from <laughs> SMC. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you got one more live action thing from Chucky. He just kind of sends us out. It's kind of a limp wristed, lukewarm way to end it. Yeah, it's sort of like one of those things where it's like, guys, you can tell things got tough, but we didn't give up. And if you don't, you'll be Bye. a winner. He just does this little bow out. Yeah, with like as much entertainment an intonation as we yeah. both delivered where it's like guys keep doing this you can be a you winner be too the winner. don't give up follow your dreams I'm Norris. all this, all the success all the success <laughs> so that's that's okay that's cool. the episode that sean and i kind of watched together buddy you watched another one so i know we're running short on time but i really want to hit these highlights for some of the rest of these so any highlights from the other no, uh, no, let's jump into uh, Terror yeah, what do you, Train. What do you, I, I would just want you to kind of run down what you think the highlights are, and then I'll do some spotlights from some of the other ones. All right, let's... The big part about this is that they are transporting a state-of-the-art <laughs> robot uh, for right. the military uh, from a guy that, again, I don't know why they're picking on Tokyo so much, but this dude's name Mr. Yep. Yoshi. Like, they couldn't come up with a better... It just it might it as felt... well have been like Mr. Tokyo because <laughs> it wasn't anything different. <laughs> oh, thank you, yeah. Mr. Japan. I appreciate it. Like so, and and this is this is where I kind of like I groaned so fucking hard is that this state of the art robot is called the Laser Robot. That's that's I love it. Fuck. Oh, I, I see know, the man. Laser Robot. <laughs> And then they, then they proceed to refer to it for the entire episode. The entire episode, they refer to this thing as the yep. laser robot, indefinite article. <laughs> it was laser robot like, because they're like, like, what, what are, are two doing? great words that kids love? Lasers, robots, laser robots. Lasers Done. Robot. Next. They put this oh. thing together in a week, I guarantee you. All five. 
It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it, it's it's crazy, but I mean, you just so in this episode to kind of parallel the first episode. This, in terms of chron- or chronological order, is episode right. three. Um, this has a, a too much uh, getting kidnapped and then sort of being like shoved into like stow and go, like seating inside right. of a train. Um, at some point. Uh, in the kidnapping of too much, th- this yeah. is what was insane. All right, follow me through okay, with this logic. Okay, so too okay. much gets kidnapped by this one ninja. You know who skedaddles. He gets out of there, gets mm-hmm. on a plane. Chuck Norris is like, "Ah, I got to catch up with you. I have to get on that plane." Guess what? He manages to get on that fucking plane. All right, the ninja who has him, which looks like ninja, ninja leader, because it was Carl and his it ninja, ninja getup. <laughs> awesome. Oh, such a good dude. So Ninja Leader's just like, oh no, I gotta get it. I, I see him on yeah. the back of the plane because Too Much is acting up and like cheering him on and stuff like that, which come on, Too Much. Don't, don't right. blow up his spot. Give him a little yeah, bit of room right. right now. You know, he gets inside the plane after almost being thrown off right. the side of it, which it's amazing that they're able to depressurize the cabin <laughs> that quickly and then jump into a plane because, you know, planes just happen to have open hatches. Dude, that you everything can jump that happened in this next time. sequence Again, was amazing. Fast and this Furious. Is, this is what was amazing yeah. about this episode. The, like this was this was truly this this. Killed but this me was so like much. I mean All things right. were happening in this sequence that we saw in movies in the last like action movies in the last like two years. Like yeah. literal things that were yeah. just like scenes pulled directly from movies in the last two years. Which like this was like if you played GTA Five, <laughs> this is basically right. a mission in right. that fucking game. Uh, so like they get in get onto yep. the plane wing. Into the plane as just it's like Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible. Point. Yep. Right. All right. Yeah. Exactly. The, the last one that just uh, came out. Uh, the, Rogue Nation yeah, or whatever. The new, I don't know. Rogue Nation. Doesn't something matter. like that. <clears throat> so they they get in to the plane. Uh, Ninja Leader is just like fuck this shit. I'm bouncing. Takes out his little bull whip. Cracks open a bunch of crates that just like fall onto yeah. Chuck Norris, which was like that whole thing again in Fast and the Furious where Hobbs <laughs> yes, is in the back exactly, of that. Exactly. The like, cargo plane. That cargo. <laughs> that yeah. cargo plane. Um, and so uh, they are they are running and so all of a sudden Ninja Leader takes too much throws them into a truck they drive right out the back <laughs> like of it was the made airplane. out of paper mache or something just straight out the back of it it wasn't like an open hatch they just bust out the no. infrastructure of the plane they just, like they destroy <laughs> this plane obviously creating yeah. a vacuum because of where they are in terms of like you know in yeah, terms of the sky fucked. and the pressure of the cabin like it is fucked it's so they shoot out the back. He deploys this parachute from the truck that embraces and encompasses the entire yeah. truck that they are now falling yeah. to the ground in. Like Fast and right. Furious. Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris just like runs out of the back of this and jumps <laughs> just sort of like if you've ever played the game Just Cause, like where he jumps out of the plane and then just sort of like supermans right. his way like down right. onto the ground and then like pulls the chute. Like instead of pulling the chute, he just aims directly at the side of this truck and then lands it like sticks the landing perfectly and then does that like infamous like where you kind of like reach over the windshield and like knock on it and you're just like hey guys it's me i'm back again and they're just like how the hell are you doing (laughs) i love that ninja leader at some point he's like i really hate this guy because it was like that was the one moment where i felt (laughs) like that was an earned laugh like that was actually earned and i loved it he's like this fucking guy i'm just carl britannanotaluski just trying to make some extra scratch on the side as ninja leader. This guy. 
Like I'm watching this and just clawing but my it gets face better. off as it it's gets happening. even more insane. Yeah. So he's hanging out on the door because he's trying to get yeah. on a ninja leader. Ninja leader opens the door, all right, and just to like to try to throw him off, and then puts a parachute on yep. and jumps out of this parachuting truck that's yep. falling out of the air with uh, right. with too much deploys his own parachute. <laughs> all right. Now, come on. We've already learned that this guy, that Chuck Norris here, like we've been talking about how much Ninja Leader is unhinged. Chuck Norris is a psychopath. But with maybe a Ninja death Leader witch. was like, look, I get it. We were in that big truck. He could, it's, it's probably fairly easy for him to hit. He's not going to be able to land like on my shoulders. Oh, contraire. <laughs> <Au> contraire, mon frère. <laughs> because, <laughs> because two <laughs> seconds later, Ninja Leader throws like a shuriken. Up to cut the line. Great shot. Perfect Great aim shot, from him. Leader. Great shot. You're doing, you're doing good. Great buddy. shot. NL is just chopping up. He's moving up all the ranks because SN's so, going nuts. Terrible doing fashion. Doing well. So them, he's but. like, so he's he's falling right now. Too too much in his hand. All right. He's throwing stuff up there. Chuck Norris is just like, <laughs> death wish, and jumps off of the truck and just again barrels right through the sky. Trying to aim for him, like this will make a great video game though, because you just control Chuck Norris as he's free falling through space. And it's and everything is just like a like one of those like controlled time events where it's like press A to become a huge (laughs) psychopath, and you're just like I'm win, (laughs) and that's it. Because they hit like he comes down and like it goes right into a chokehold. No, the best part he clings to (laughs) his back like a monkey. And then Ninja Leader's like, the fuck? And then he grabs too much with one hand, picks him up, and holds him around and puts him on his own back. So now you've got Ninja Leader, Chuck Norris, too much. And then he puts him in a chokehold as he's riding him to the ground <laughs> and demanding information out of him. It was amazing. And landing, what do they land on? And ultimately landing they on, land a, on a fucking, fucking train. train in the Alps. And then after... Where the fuck are they? <laughs> after... Uh, Where the fuck are they going? Where am I going? This show made me doubt life. It was amazing. Life. They went around the world in like 10 seconds. It was great. I oh. loved it. Because then what happens after that, real briefly, is that Chuck Norris trips and falls. It's the movie Speed. It's, it's the, the movie, movie Speed, Speed on, on a train. train. It's like uh, uh, that Steven Seagal movie. Ah, uh, doesn't matter. Um, but no, he like trips and falls backwards, and the parachute lands on like his face, and that's how he's kind of temporarily defeated. But, but, a there's one more insane thing that happens in this show. But you missed the start of this whole cycle. How did he get to that plane to begin with? I feel like he needed some sort of transportation, possibly two modes of transportation to get onto the train. I think, or no, 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 onto the plane originally. Oh, Isn't this the one where oh, he dove off that? of like a bridge or something onto a jet ski, rode the jet ski to the shore, and then stole a motorbike from a Japanese fisherman? Oh, Holy God, crap, right. this whole sequence Holy is insane. Shit. He jumps from a, a bridge Holy onto shit. a jet ski, drives to the shore, steals a motorbike from a Japanese fisherman who says, hey, that's my bike. To which Chuck Norris says... God, yeah, you got this one. Down. This is amazing. Sorry, guys. It's an emergency. I'm Chuck Norris. Contact me via the U.S. Embassy. And then he takes off, and the Japanese fisherman's like, ah, Americans. And then it goes on to the whole thing that Sean just talked about. It's completely insane, but it's not as insane as using a giant boa constrictor as a rope to climb out of a tank. That was the same episode, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, it's not as insane as your main villain, who's named Tanaka, 
is just an albino that Claw keeps blinding. <laughs> He's defeated by sunlight. Via FaceTime with like a yeah. large, with He's like a sunlight. defeated by sunlight. Like, That's amazing. Like, He's got like a spotlight that he keeps shining in his eyes. He's like, take off your glasses. Like, oh no, if I do, I'll be blind. Take He's like, them off. Take them off. He grabs off. the camera with his claw. Take them off. Holy shit. But Kimo oh. knew this too because he shoots him in the sunglasses, which was great. And then like blows a hole in the sunglasses, but then cuts his curtains down so the light comes in. This show. This show. Those two might have been the best. However. I do have some highlights from uh, the other the other things real quick. I'm not going to go through everything like that. All right. What do you got? So episode two was called Target Chuck Norris. And as you might have guessed, uh, Chuck becomes the victim of basically they put a hit out on him. Um, the craziest thing probably happened in the first few seconds where the ninjas of Vulture ride uh, motorboats and they blow up the dikes outside of Amsterdam. So they flood the entire city and just like drive motorboats through the city and rob a bank. Oh, my God. Um, Let's see. You get to see Chuck Norris has a sweet helicopter. He's got his convertible that has like, this is where you see all the like spinning saw blades and the laser arms and the laser cannons and all that shit come out. Um, there's a moment where Chuck Norris <laughs> is trying to chase down. They steal too much again. So they kidnap him again, right? They kidnap him. That kid is very, very stealable little child. Too much. Super Ninja takes him and flies him away in like a private jet. So Chuck Norris is like, well, I don't have a Japanese fisherman's motorbike to steal, so I need to get a plane and fly after him. So he chooses like a 1912, like, Kitty Hawk model, like, Wright Brothers biplane that he gets in. This thing's made of, like, paper and sticks, and he somehow keeps pace with the uh, private jet. Um, There's a moment where Ninja Leader just straight throws too much over a cliff, but obviously he survives. Uh, And then there's a great moment where Claw needs to sharpen his claw. So he has this lackey come in with like a little file and is just sharpening all his little points on his claw. Stop it. But it wasn't, that wasn't it. the best. The best was probably, I'd like to say Terror Train, but man, there's some crazy shit that happens in, in some of these other ones too. Um, episode four is Menace from Space. This one, Chuck Norris, this is the one where he doesn't even mention the title of the episode. He's basically just doing pull-ups. He stops doing pull-ups for a while, and he's like, self-control pays off in the end, as you'll see in this adventure. And then he just goes back to doing pull-ups. Doesn't <laughs> even give a shit. In the final episode, he just goes, Chuck Norris. And it just goes to the episode. Chuck Norris, here I am. Here's my cartoon. Chuck Norris. Ugh, so the paycheck. crazy thing in this one is Claw hires a goon named Croc, and he decides to steal a space shuttle named the Invincible because it is outfitted with a crazy-ass laser cannon. And he, he plans to steal this shuttle with the help of militarized crocodiles that he launches with parachutes that land on, like, like Johnson Space Center. So I think they're, like, in the Space Center security area. The guy's name is, like, SWAT for whatever reason. And he's like, my security is top-notch. This place is locked down. A fly couldn't get in here. And then a fucking crocodile in a parachute comes busting through his window and lands right on his desk. And Norris, for a second, is like, not even a fly, huh? And then proceeds to arm wrestle, well, not arm wrestle, proceeds to wrestle <laughs> the crocodile at his desk. Fuck. This is, uh, this is the one where Claw crushes a live piranha in his, in his claw right on screen. It's also the one where he blows up a dam with the space shuttle laser from space and demands $10 billion. Oh, God, the last one, the last episode is Island of the Walking Dead. And unfortunately... Uh, I only got to see half of this one because we could not find the full video, but it does feature live-action Chuck Norris working out on his total gym, which is sweet. 
<laughs> and this oh, one's no. talking about mistakes. So he says, when you fess up to your mistakes and learn from them, you become a much stronger person. And we needed all that strength on the island of the walking dead. <laughs> Which I really hope is the next uh, spinoff from AMC, Chuck Norris and the island of the walking dead. Uh, yeah, walking this dead. one was crazy from what I could see. There was a, you know, a satellite array in a dormant volcano. There were zombies walking around this island. There was some kind of voodoo priest that could like take a feather from his head, throw it into a campfire, and then more zombies would come out. But unfortunately, that's all I saw. But this uh, is the one where Chuck Norris wears his little wife beater midriff top, and it was really disconcerting. Uh, sexy? I mean, a oh, little sorry. bit A from a little bit column A, a little bit column B. <laughs> Holy crap, man. I loved every second of this, though. I really hope uh, I swayed you. They had cool jetpacks <clears throat> in the last one. They had jetpacks, they had bat wings, all kinds of crazy shit. I'm trying here, bruv. Do you want to read right. the uh, user review? Maybe that'll perk you up. All right, yeah, what do you, what do you got for us here? So obviously, we have yeah. some strong opinions about this. Just what happens to other people have a better opinions. opinions. So we have cheesy goodness uh, from 2006. And this review is just God's greatest gift to planet Earth. It's very humble. It's, yeah. Strong title yeah. coming right out the gate. If you want to see the most glorious show to ever grace a television screen, you need look no further than Chuck Norris' Karate Commandos. I believe the show was most likely written as part of a zoological experiment to test the, the age-old question about whether or not a room full of monkeys would eventually write Shakespeare. <laughs> the answer, of course, is that they wrote something of a much greater magnitude to quote the show's complete ripoff of Short Round from Temple of Doom, this show is too much. The show plays at 5 a.m. on Adult Swim. I suggest you watch it as I am convinced it is the only true way to become one with the universe. Also, Chuck Norris is a badass, and this show taught me how to deal with bullies. Not the actual episode, however, just Chuck's live introduction, as the actual episode had nothing to do with actual bullying. <laughs> this is amazing. Cheesy goodness. You and me are soulmates, bro. This oh, is great. God. Yeah, unfortunately, so I don't good. think it's on Adult Swim anymore, but, uh, you know, about 110 minutes out of your, out of your day. Uh, I loved it. I mean, normally I ask you first, but I'm just going to go out and say, like, I recommend checking yeah. this out because it's so fucking crazy that it's definitely, like, in our wheelhouse of things that we like to watch because they're nuts, because they're really bad, but they're fun and they're watchable. So I, I actually recommend it, and it won't get the dip. But what about you? Okay. I got to agree. This thing is just, from start to finish, it's, it's, it is a head yeah. scratcher and a knee slapper at yeah. the same time because you are laughing at stuff that you're just like, oh, what? Huh? huh? Okay. All right. I can you get up. And it. then it is just that. It is just that over and over and over and over again. And, it, and it, if you think at one point that it ever stops or takes its finger off the crazy button, you're the insane yeah, person it in gets this crazier. equation. And that's, like, that's what I think is like the mark of like such a bananas cartoon is that like you feel crazy for feeling like this show is crazy. You're just like, yeah, of course of, he would jump out of the back of that Of course crocodiles and parachutes. Like, of course crocodiles would fall. Of course he would make questionable fashion choices like through and through that's this whole uh, i will show. say it gave me so, uh, it does not get the a dip. new halloween costume though i'm just gonna cut one of my wife beaters in half just get like a weird yeah put a belt, put a belt on, across put a belt my across chest, chest. Stick a knife in it i'm good to go just get a big brooch and yeah. put it right in the just middle of your brooch. chest 
Or I can just go uh, Ninja Leader and just whatever the hell his costume is. Oh, there you was. go. I think maybe body type-wise, I would be <laughs> You want to be Ninja that. Leader? I can do that. No, you I don't. Super Ninja. Just get a save. purple onesie. I'm going to save it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and this was a show. I'm so glad we watched it, though, because this is something that like I felt <sighs> like... I didn't watch this growing up. I had no clue it existed because um, it ran for literally one week in like September of 86. So that was it. You never saw it again until Adult Swim got a hold of it. So I'm hoping there's more little gems like this out there that we'll find and bring back to your attention. Um, but in the meantime, buddy, what do you have going on over the next couple of weeks for the listeners out there? Uh, hey, I just wrapped up POTUS at Washington Improv Theater. So thank you so much if you came out or if you had a chance to support live comedy in Washington, D.C., which means that I am rolling directly into the fact that the District Improv Festival is popping off this coming Wednesday, if you're listening to this, from the 9th to the 12th. Find out more information, districtimprov.org. What do you got to lose? We got a whole bunch of free shows coming up for you. If this is your first time that you've ever seen improv, don't be scared. Just come on out, districtimprov.org. It'll be a lot of fun. As always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Fantastic. Ellis. Dave, what do you Same got? Same old stuff. On, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Claw MD. Not to be confused with this claw, but we will have a fight and see who the better villain is. You can also find me over on Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveTrumbor.com. If you're interested in finding out more about this particular show, you can do so at our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, that's morning with you. You can find us on Twitter at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page. You guys have been fantastic over on Facebook. Man, we are well over like 3,200 likes at this point, so we really do appreciate that. The, the uh, likes and the shares and everything has kind of been taking off, so we really appreciate that. I mean, we've been doing this for ooh, 126 episodes at this point, so we really appreciate that it's uh, picking up with you guys and that you're enjoying what we're putting out. So we appreciate it. Feel free to keep sharing and liking, though. We really do uh, appreciate that as well. You can subscribe over to our YouTube page where we post this show each and every week along with some bonus videos from time to time. And you can also listen to the free podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play each and every week. If you have a suggestion for a future show like, you know, Chuck Norris Karate Commandos or something similar to that that you'd like to let us know about, send us an email, SaturdayMorningCartoons <laughs> at gmail.com. As for the next couple of weeks, bud, what do we have coming up before the holidays here in November? Oh, man. We've got a bunch of <laughs> Yeah, it's things, kind of a mishmash. We... Yeah, this is uh, these are a bunch of things that we've had on our list that we've wanted to watch for a while, as well as yeah. also some new things. So uh, next week, we are going to be getting into Sky Commanders. Was that, a, was that a toy? It was a toy was line. Was it the one with the ripcord? It, was, like, uh, it was zing, and they'd go yeah. flying. Okay. No, oh. it wasn't that. It was that they, they, like, they had grappling hooks that you could put in between like two points and then the character would kind of like the the guy would like slide in between the zip line would like slide down I the mean, zip I did line. it with my GI Joes. What's the I had to look them up. Yeah, I mean, but these guys had like backpacks that like actually contained oh, the zip line itself that would help you like anchor. Yeah, it was like a little self-contained zip line for your guy. So I thought it was so, like the ones with the, uh, um you had like a handle and then there was like that zip that that plastic thing with the teeth on it that you'd put through like the handle and then they sat on the top of it with like a rotor blade and you and don't quote don't quote me on this because there may have been a toy in the sky commander's line that was similar to that but the one the toys that i remember owning for this 
had the little backpack thing and then it had the zipline like, the, cool. zip that you would create and then put it back and Dude, forth. Dude, I love stuff so, like that. I had string I, uh, like crisscrossing my entire room. I'm sure my parents hated it because I just had like zip lines all over the place for a shitload of G.I. <laughs> Joe's, but yeah. Just a ton of G.I. Joe's. I yeah. it was the same way about all of the uh, the random, um, oh my God, Star Wars oh, yeah. action figures that I had that were all over the place. Actually, really enough, this would be a little fun fact. Uh, I found out that there was a, um, as I was doing some research yeah. on toys. You got a million dollar toy uh, turns out that No, I don't have a million dollar toy, but I found, because we've always, we've always posited that like a lot of reasons that people have these cartoons is oh, to yeah. sell toys. And not yeah. vice versa. Like you didn't create a toy to then create and launch a right. cartoon line, unless you were in. But uh, this is because uh, you had all I mean, these still, that was toys a... and you had to sell them somehow. Oh god! So there was actually I found a toy recently that was of interest, and you guys should check it out. It was called Bone Age, and uh, it was a uh, it was kind of these weird dinosaurs that you could reconfigure that were just like skeletal bones of dinosaurs that you could reconfigure into these different uh creations and like they would kind of like things would like pop off and you could like you could turn like a it was like a a t-rex into like sort of like a tank and then he they had like sort of these prehistoric characters that would like ride them on the back of them it was very weird but here's the fun note is that it was never a cartoon it was just we are gonna buy the rights to that shit and make it if it's available we need to buy this because this this cartoon thing or this this toy package itself looked fucking I to bananas. I gotta check out that and Sky Commanders. Yeah. And if you guys out there know, I mean, by the time we post this, we'll hopefully know. But if you know, feel free to share it with us on our social media pages. Uh, but that's, that's next week. And then we've got uh, a couple other things coming up, too. Oh, we've got Emergency Plus, plus 4. four. Uh, which is gonna, which should be very interesting because it's it is... If you ever watched the, the 1970s drama called Emergency about EMS firefighters, it's about the same With thing, teenagers. but plus four because they have additional <laughs> children that are in part of the show. And then we are going to jump to the end of November, and we're going to talk about Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, which is one that we've had on our list for Long almost time. two years yeah. uh, after my entire dinosaur phase that I went I think through. I, like, I, think I, vetoed, I think I vetoed this one early on because I was just like, I'm tired. Denver, Dino Riders, uh, Dinosaurs. It was a lot of uh-huh. dinosaurs, and I was just like, "Yeah, I we can keep I'm going, done. Cadillacs and dinosaurs," and you're like, "Nope, can't. kibosh on this one for it. a while." So I'm finally picking <laughs> it up later. two years later. We're looking forward to it, man. It's gonna Get be back a fun November. I'm hoping everything is at least as crazy as Chuck Norris. If I've learned anything yeah. from Chuck Norris, it's that with persistence and perseverance, I can obtain my goals through the hard work. And I've put in two years of hard work on this show, so I get Cadillac and dinosaurs. Thank you, Chuck thank Norris. Thank you, Chuck Norris. You've done it. Thank you, and Chuck. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time. Appreciate it. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.